everyone, it's Paola Diana, and you're watching Unleashed, the Game Changers. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, and she's a celebrity TV chef, an Emmy Award TV chef, and she's also a cookery author. She just published her ninth book. Welcome to Ching He Wang. Welcome, Ching. Thank you so much, Paola. Thank you for being here. I'm Aww. so happy. I know you're super busy because you're presenting your book everywhere. I know you're considered the queen of Chinese food. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> I know you're so humble and you don't want to say that. Thank you. But yeah, you're such a great ambassador of Chinese cuisine everywhere in the world, not only in London, because I know you did a lot of TV shows in Los Angeles, San Francisco and New York. You've been doing your homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You know me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yesterday night I was reading everything about you, but now I know what you've done and I, I, I'm more inspired than ever Thank so you. I really would like you to share your story because I know how difficult it must be mm. to succeed in such a male dominated industry like the chef industry mm -hmm. come on let's let's talk the truth <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you know it, it it is a difficult industry and um, you know I've been doing this a long time now but I wasn't always a chef uh, I wasn't always a cook and I kind of fell into it. You know, my story is one of, I think, uh, so of you're coming challenges. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I was born in Taiwan and in Taipei, but in the culture there in Taiwan is that when you're young, you stay with your grandparents. So my parents Brilliant. worked in the city in Taipei and uh, I was brought up by my grandparents. So really, I'm a farm girl. Oh, I you love know, it. Uh, my, my grandmother, you would love, she had an orangery and a bamboo farm. My grandfather had a rice paddy fields. Oh. So, you know, every breakfast, lunch and dinner, it was to see my grandmother, the, the boss, the wok boss. I love you her, know. you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so well, she would cook for all our extended family. There was 25 of us. I can't believe, 25. 25. Oh my God. Honestly, breakfast, lunch, dinner. What it was is because the culture in my country, in Taiwan, is that we would all live in a courtyard home. It's where beautiful. you beautiful, where you have all the different homes of each of the central courtyard. All my family, my great aunts and uncles. You know, and I then really, their family. I really like this way of living mm. because nowadays we're all so lonely, you know, we mm. live everywhere in the world, our parents are far from us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, it's a huge issue. So you never felt lonely when you were a child. I was never alone. It was always busy, uh, chaos. But, you know, watching my grandmother cook for everybody, it was a labor of love because it really was a labor, you know, preparing all the ingredients. And we think for Chinese cuisine, we like to share lots of dishes, you know, like Italian style. Yeah, and this is what I love about uh, Chinese cuisine, yes, you share. You share, and you know, it's a lot of preparation, uh, and so a lot of time and effort goes into it. But my grandmother was a cool chick. You know, she would be wearing dresses, have her hair up in curlers and lipstick, and she would be peeling potatoes, doing spring onions, garlic, ginger, chili, walking. Amazing. She was amazing. And, and she my, was highly respected, I guess, from she, the other members of the family. Absolutely. So she was the matriarch. And my grandfather, bless him, you know, she would tell him off, go to the local wet market, <laughs> take some of the oranges, go and trade for the fish, 
what's fresh today and he would come up back and I would hear her say you didn't bring me the water chestnuts you didn't bring me the bamboo shoots you didn't do this do that so it was so fun and so she was your role model she was my role model absolutely 100% and I didn't know I would grow up to be a cook but I lived with her until I was five on the farm and so you know, when the opportunity came later on to write my books, she's always there, the stories, her recipes, her love. That's amazing. Like, so, because yeah. after Taiwan, you moved to South Africa, correct? Yes, yeah, so my family emigrated to South Africa. It was my father and my mother, my brother. At that time in Taiwan, the industry was dead. There was nothing going on. And the government was, you know, in, you know trying to get people to go out of the country to kind of go and, you know, explore and do enterprise. Sure, so this is so what he did in South Africa. But then he so moved to London. Yeah, so he moved us to South Africa and then I went from one farm to another in South Africa. And in that at that time in South Africa, it was apartheid. Yeah. So the whites and blacks, everyone was separated. My brother and I went to an all white school. And you felt discriminated in Chinese or no? 100%. Wow. Half of the children were very kind and gentle, friendly. The other half didn't quite know how to take my brother and I. Rem imagine two Chinese kids in a school of about 500. The only ones. The only ones. And so every day it was a challenge because, you know, people would say something. And so it was very tough for me growing up in South Africa um, because every day you'd have this and then I think, oh, the bullying, tomorrow I don't want to go to school, but I have to go to school. So you have to face it. And so it was a real challenge. But later on, as human beings, like everyone with familiarity, the children become to accept you and it becomes, you know, uh, fine. And, and then you become stronger. And you become stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we left from South Africa to come to England. How old were you when you moved to England? So that was 11. And yeah. the reason we left was because Nelson and Mandela was about to be freed. And there was a little chaos. Everybody was leaving South Africa. You know, it was a little unstable, unsteady. Yeah. And so my father said, look, we have to move. It's unsafe. Uh, let's go to London. You know, he'd heard of Oxford and Cambridge and he wanted my brother and I to have a good education. And, you know, he'd built up his business. He did very well in South Africa. And so we moved. And it was, we didn't, come, we didn't go from one farm to another, but well, this time we ended in North London. Um, but this was 1989. And then... Uh, you look a child now. Seriously. Oh, bless you. Oh, my goodness. No, you I do. I thought it was the other day. Oh, bless you. No, anyway, it's makeup. Then you started to study, you know, in university economics, correct? Yeah, so actually, you know, before economics, the, the time in my in coming to London was a very difficult journey for me. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when I came into to the UK um, in 1990, my father lost everything, oh my everything. So everything he'd built up there, he plowed here. He had to pay £250,000 for a visa at that time uh, yes. for us to emigrate, yeah. entrepreneur's visa. And in 1990, recession in the UK. 
everyone that he was doing business with went bust, didn't pay him. That's and horrible. so it was awful. So can you imagine the sort of losing everything I didn't very know quickly that, within six months? Oh my God. And then it was, by that time my brother was in boarding school, I was in school and uh, things got very bad. My mother had to go back to Taiwan to work. They tried to do a trading sort of business. And um, my father's a very bad cook. So I was left at 11, 12, 13 to start cooking for him. So you had to take care of him and your brother my when brother. he was at home. Yeah, when he was at home. So it was, honestly, that is how I learned to cook was literally to sustain sure. the family. The everyday cooking, yeah. Everyday cooking. And I hated it. I hated it. Can and you imagine? I was doing it until I was 15. And by that time, honestly, I was about to leave school. It was, you know, uh, day school. It was a private school. It was getting too expensive. My parents were taking out money, debt, you know, a lot to keep sustaining the family, sure. mortgage, this, that. By that, by 15, I had to work. I, had, I was about to leave school. Uh, I had to go and work in next, well find done, a job. Well no, I, I lied about my age, because in this country, in the UK, you know. You couldn't work. You can't work unless you're 16. Uh, and so I lied and, and I got a job. Well done. And well done for saying this now, you know, because I understand it must be, you know, so terrible to think about in mm. the past, you know, the, all these difficulties. And, and you yeah. were working how many days? So I worked Every there day? three days a week. Okay. So it was two evenings, a Saturday and then a Sunday sometimes. They would rotate and it was a part time. I couldn't do full time. That was too, that would have been too much. Sure. But it was one Thursday evening when I was working the fitting rooms. Uh, the headmistress, I mean, can you believe the universe would deal this card? The headmistress of the school came into the fitting room with her daughter. Wow. And she found you? My mouth, my, you know, my stupid mouth when you're 15, you go automatically, hi, Mrs. Pond, how can I help you? And then it was like, oh, yeah, I sh I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, and she looked at me and she said, what year are you in? And what did, what did and I say? said, of course, you know, upper five. And, uh, you know, and she was like, okay, come and see me tomorrow at school. And I went to see her and she asked me why I'm there working on a Thursday night, on a school night. And um, I told her my whole situation. I said, I have to leave school next year. She said, I will give you a scholarship. Oh. if you do well in your exams and here it's called GCSEs and so she made a deal with me and I thought this okay I'm gonna work hard she I can't leave school you. she supported me I did well I managed to get the grades and then it was 95% scholarship it's good scholarship. my fees went from a thousand pound a term which was a lot back in the day almost 30 years ago now of course you know to 100 pounds a term something it's that amazing. we could afford it's amazing and then i finished school and i went to university and and then i started my own food business because by that time it was too difficult you know i had to get out i had to do something by that time because the debt was too much and we were going to lose our house 
Wow, so you've really helped your parents to save the house, to save the family house. Absolutely, absolutely. And then for the next 10 years after I graduated, in, when I was 21, I started Fuji, my food business. And it was a production kitchen. It, we started with, well, I started with 500 pounds. And when you start to do everything by your own, correct? So yes. you were cooking, you were finding clients, you were finding suppliers, correct? Absolutely. I was finding suppliers. I was finding, you know, we had labels from Cool Quick. I had ingredients from Wing Yip. I was making them in my kitchen. I had to ask for so much help. I had to learn so much. It was starting a business from nothing. You know, it was a proper food production company in the end but it was no plain sailing. It was the hardest time I've ever worked in my life, That's ever. So good. You were ever. working how many hours per day? Oh, it was 16 hours a day, seven days a week. We were doing fresh food every day. I, holidays know, or no? Yeah, no holidays. I didn't have any holidays for the first three years. I didn't pay myself for the first three years. Um, it was all going to hiring more staff. But you know, there were so many people that have helped me on that journey to be successful because it, it was you deserve hell. that yeah. hell. but I'm sure they helped you because they understood how good-hearted you are you know and and you deserve it because they saw how hard-working you are as well you know because I noticed that now but now you're already successful I can't believe you know how much hard work you put onto your company you know at the very beginning because you know I'm an entrepreneur as well I founded my own business and I yeah. still remember at the beginning you know, yeah the, first the beginning years, the I, I was I was working during the night yeah. when my kids were you know going to bed yeah and when they're me. young juggling yeah. a young family yeah so yeah but I, you I find the difficult. resilience you find you find it yeah you totally especially yeah. women i guess you know i mean we have to prove mm. that we can succeed yeah uh, and it's so difficult mm. and then you decided to stop with this uh, company why i i don't understand why you didn't stay in the catering industry you know it was really tough um i honestly the with the first within the first three months we were going to lose I was going to lose orders that was coming in. Honestly, I had a fax machine, a small office. I had two staff, uh, a local EHO helped me with the HACCP systems. And then I had to, you know, go out and get the client. The clients gave me the business, you know, at nine o'clock, we would, uh, I would go out and try and find new business. 12 o'clock, the orders come in. 12 till midnight, we would make the food fresh and then send them out. Literally, I didn't have any money for a vehicle. A refrigerated van. How could you do? So I had one minute away. You know, it was so. It was also the universe again helping me uh, with I, this I love small this detail. Of the universe. Huh? I oh, love it. Really? I really, I really believe in that. Yeah. I believe in it too. When you're open to it, you know. I had the buyer tell me, Ching. Uh, I had everything. The pricing, the factory, the 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 good food, the good food yeah. I could make. One, one piece of the puzzle, distribution. How are you going to get the food to all the stores? The buyer looked at me, I looked at him, I said, I don't have money for refrigerated vehicles. He said, okay, go and see somebody and here's the address. And I thought to myself, even if I, even if I have the address, it doesn't make sense. I have to still ship my product to sure. him safely. And I, look, I left the meeting, I was actually quite upset. And this is only three months after I graduated from university. I looked down at the address. It was NW9. 
NW9. And my, my little kitchen was NW9. I love this story. I, without <laughs> That's that, destiny. That was destiny. Yeah. Without that piece of the puzzle, my food would never have been able to, you know, they ended up coming to collect from me just in time as we finished producing the food. I mean, Amazing. where would that come, you know? Amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Crazy. So anyway, from those very beginnings to then having my food business, it was another three years into the business. And I then met my husband. Jamie, he's now my husband now, and his sister was working for UK TV Food. Okay, and I, I didn't know that. Yes, and so I thought, you know, she's like, oh, Cheng, you need to PR your noodles. Your noodles are delicious. I said, sure, why not? I, I need a PR manager. <laughs> I mean, now my business is going okay. I didn't understand what PR manager meant. And she said, Cheng, and she was looking for a house deposit because she wanted to buy a house, a little flat. I said, sure, come and work with me for six months and we'll see. In the six months, she introduced me to the commissioner at UK TV Food, a channel, small channel. Okay. They were doing food programs. So I go and have a meeting, I give him a, the picnic, and he's like, oh, this is amazing, Ching, fantastic. Okay, just come to the studio. I thought, what, what do you mean the studio? I'm trying to PR. I just needed some advertising. You know, yeah, I thought sure. it was an advertising. Sure. I went and uh, they actually wanted me to cook on the show. And they gave me a spot to just test. That's brilliant. So I did and they liked it and they called me and back. And you were cooking noodles. Uh, and I was cooking Chinese yeah. food. And at that time, then I got asked back, I got asked back, and this is TV, this is TV cooking. And I thought, when am I going to PR my noodles? <laughs> this is Ching, this is TV, this is the UK, you cannot have Fuji noodles on yeah, your yeah, t-shirt, yeah. you cannot advertise. You have to be more delicate. <laughs> you have to be more delicate. So I, I thought, what am I doing this for? I'm actually cooking the food that I eat at home on TV. And uh, it's nothing to do with my business. And then, you know, I had parents, again, my pressure of my parents. My parents are like tiger parents, the very traditional Chinese. Why are you going to do TV? TV doesn't pay. You're wasting your time. Concentrate on the business. All uh, these negative thoughts. I understand exactly. <laughs> I know you have your issues too. Yeah. And so I had to break free from well done. that mentality and TV gave me an outlet to be creative without the constraints of a budget of business because you know the buyers would tell me Ching I want a pot of noodles for one pound fifty and That's we could sell crazy. it for three pounds fifty. Yeah I heard about that it's crazy. crazy. How can you cook a good you know uh, food you know with this budget? Well this is fast food this is convenience high risk food but the budget never went above one pound fifty yeah. Never. Never £1.50. And so it was very difficult. Very difficult. And so, um, you know, you learn from these things. And for me, it was such a big learning curve. It was definitely the hardest time. But before I knew it, I was juggling two careers at once. I was doing, I carried on with the TV. I was doing my business. And then I ended up the opportunity of hosting my own TV food show. That's amazing. And you were producing your own TV show at the beginning or no? No, no. Someone else was producing it. 
but my goodness, it was the hardest three weeks of my life. Why? We were, you know, I was getting up at four in the morning, getting, being on set for six, we would shoot until midnight, until midnight. And then at midnight, I went home sometimes the next day thinking, oh gosh, I've got this recipe. I haven't tested it. I have to present this tomorrow and cook on TV. So I would test the recipe till two and then two till four. I slept for two hours in those and so while running my business. So in I'm shocked. So two hours sleep. Two hours sleep. So in between <sighs> the takes, in between the takes, I would check my mobile and it would be like, oh, you know, one staff hasn't come today. Uh, we're one, we're three people down in the kitchen. Uh, the orders didn't go out to the ex-client or we had this return. Everything, every day I had. Yeah, because you were the director, you were the one in charge. So you were responsible of all of this and, and you couldn't do both things, I guess. I couldn't. It's too exhausting. It was the toughest time of my life, but it was the most, you know, I learned, I grew a lot at that time. And then later on. We grew through difficulties. We grew through reality. difficulties, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I, I really like and appreciate when you say that, you know, because you never complain. Whatever difficulties you, you went through, you never complain. I never heard you complaining. You're always <laughs> thinking positive and thinking forward and appreciating what you got because you succeeded. Come on, let's say that. I mean, you made money, you, uh, you made, you know, your career and, and now you are, I think, ready for a new career. And then we would talk about that. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I... At that time, I never take it lightly, and um, it's it's I I don't think about it too much. You know, we all have difficult times, but I think you have to trick your mind into um, you have to trick your mind into the possibility of the future and yes. the future that you want, and then, and then it's that picture that helps you through those difficult times, and it's literally then what wishing that that picture it's manifesting so literally into your life. You're, so you know, you see it and then you're grabbing it you have and to pulling believe, it into you. You have to strongly believe in that picture. I 100%, 100%. And, and it's really funny because, you know, my husband and I, we always talk about, you know, how people are successful. What do they go through? And we read books, listen to podcasts, people sharing. And I, I truly believe that it's not just the belief and the hard work, but on top of this, it's the intention. It's your mindset. Your mindset, but also the intention of who you are fighting for. And it's really funny. I've always noticed that when the intention of who I'm fighting for is not myself, but of a higher good, those manifestations come quickly, much more quickly into my life. I totally agree with you, Ching. Oh my God, this is what happens to me when I, you know, fight for women's rights. Yeah. Yeah. It's Things start happening. So at that time, through my difficulties, I was fighting for my family. Yes. For my parents, for financial freedom, out of this horrible debt. And so things happened for me and it opened another door. Then when I was learning how to cook and, you know, and being presenting on TV, I thought, you know, of course, for myself, 
but I wanted to share, share the beauty of my culture. I, maybe it's also to do with what I experienced in South Africa, you know, and the prejudice. And, and so I wanted to break down these barriers and stereotypes, you know, and I wanted people to see that I can be a good friend, you know. And so there's all these things in there. But honestly, the world works in mysterious ways. That's true. But beautiful ways. Yeah, but beautiful yeah. ways. If we if we believe, yeah. yeah, 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 we totally believe. We are completely aligned on this. I know. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why we're soul sisters. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's so true. For that's me, you're my Chinese sister. Really. Oh, you're my Italian sister. <laughs> you're the Italian sister I never had. I love Italian and culture. I do love Italian food as well. Oh my Say goodness. Say the truth. <laughs> oh my god, I was asked for my food heaven yesterday. You Apart from noodles, I oh, know pizza, deep pan pizza. My, my, my soul Same. food. I agree with you. Pizza and also pasta. kachu pepe. A kachu pepe, pepe. Yeah. yeah. And ravioli. Yes, yes. Linguini. Yeah. Oh my god. Now, now we finish now here. We go eating okay, somewhere. Perfect. <laughs> no, but really, I'm so inspired about your story. And also, I would like to understand better. I mean, what, what, did you feel you were discriminated by some men during your career? in TV, on what, where you were an entrepreneur? It's funny because, I mean, in life there will be discrimination. And I did come across a few difficult characters when I was doing my business uh, because people saw me, I was young and they didn't believe. Oh yeah, when you're uh, young yeah, and they never believe. They you, never yeah. believe, uh, but I proved them wrong. Um, but I have to say, actually, the people who've helped me in my career, my life so far, have been equally men and women. That's beautiful. Uh, it's good to know for me. I mean, it, yes. it happened the same to me, I tell you the truth. Yes. So, but I, I always ask because it's very important for me that women, they speak up if they have of course. some kind of problems. Of course. Of course, we need to know. Definitely. But I did have one horrible work experience person that will yeah. stay with me throughout tell my me. life when tell I was 15. At school, they send you to work experience. And my work experience went to a bank. And uh, this, this gentleman was very rude, very racist. Oh. He would swear under his breath and call me names, you know, like oh Chinese, you know, like, anyway. I got, I got my, he got his comeuppance because at the end of the week, and I was doing dockets, you know, matching this paperwork with this paperwork, the tickets together yeah. of all the shares that they sell. Last day. What did you do? <laughs> Mix them all up. <laughs> Ciao, arrivederci. Ciao, the Italian way. Bye bye. Anyway, so I had to, I had to uh, do something. You see, the universe in his case <laughs> played yes. a different role. Of course. So, of course. Yeah, but I believe country. in karma, you know. If you're yes. not kind with other people, yes. you only receive bad things. I, I'm 100% yeah. with you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That is my mantra, too. Yeah, you know, and I know you're always so kind with everyone, you know, and uh, so, so this, are you. this guy yeah. must have been very, very bad. <laughs> no, I don't care. He got his karma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about your TV shows, because I know that you travel also around the world. You went in Asia, you try restaurants everywhere, you mm -hmm. show, you know, I know, how it's street getting food. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, where do you put your food, seriously? <laughs> But tell me something curious, you know, I mean, what did you experience? Uh, I mean, yeah. traveling so much. 
you know, I, I enjoy traveling and uh, so yeah, so, you know, long story short, one TV show led to another and then before I knew it, I closed Fuji Foods in 2009 after the recession in 2008. I thought, you know, I had enough. Yes, and I was I going on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough, Buster, yeah. enough. And then I decided to go on another journey, and this journey was a natural one. I was kept going asked to do this TV show and another, and my show in the UK was so successful. My book went to number one. Uh, an American channel bought my TV show, bought the BBC show. Before I knew it, they were inviting me there to New York to see if I would do X, Y, Z. So amazing. it was an amazing time for me and I loved every minute of it. And uh, I then had four TV shows in America uh, and it was so much fun. I learned so much, traveled so much, and I shared so much of my culture with others. And I was so, you know, honestly, it was a dream. It was magical for me. A dream come true. A dream come true. So I'm writing another book uh, now. Wow, next another year. one. I know. The 10th. The 10th. This is incredible. I'm like, seriously, you see, I have here the latest in two Thank books. You. And I'm actually also trying to cook some of your dishes. Thank you. Yes. yes. I know you're an amazing cook. Oh, thank yes. you. I try you my best. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm too creative as an Italian, so sometimes I mix them with some Italian <laughs> ingredient. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually think you should have your own cookery show because you're really very oh, good too cook. Much. But we could Seriously. cook something together, darling. Why not? We will. We will do time, that. Maybe. Absolutely. Next time. Yeah. I'll yeah. the cook heaven. <laughs> Italian Chinese. Uh, uh, yeah, perfect, perfect, brava. Yeah. And I love your walk, by the way. We didn't thank say that, you. but you produce the best you. walk in the world. And, oh, and you gave me you. one as a precious gift. And thank I use it you. every day. I mean, my daughter, my <laughs> to son, make tea? they know it. <laughs> yeah. To pour water? Because this is what Paula did. <laughs> this <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> I sent you the picture. Yes. So this is what happened. When I moved in this house, I had nothing. No kettle, no pants, nothing, yeah. literally. Not even a glass. <laughs> no microwave. So I definitely needed a in a cup of tea i'm so english now <laughs> and so it was morning i was so sleepy and i was like oh my god how how can i make a cup yeah. of tea you know and i saw your walk there you know and i was like the walk <laughs> and I put some water boiling and I sent her the picture and yes, I was like, I, I think Ching, uh, she would never expect someone. Can you know, I just say, tea. people have sent me pictures from all over the world of what they cook, you know, in their walk, on their plate. I have never, ever got a picture of my walk with water in it. <laughs> That's so funny. That's perfect. But why not? But of course anyway, you can. It's the best walk ever. So I think, I hope you will start the production of your work again because thank I know it's you. sold out, right? Thank you, yes, thank you. So, yes, there's a long waiting list for it. And I'm sure. I'm, you know, I'm hopeful early next year we shall get some. So we're working very hard. We're working very hard uh, on yeah, that. Yeah, work hard. <laughs> work hard. Um, but yes, so um, I love to create, you know, new things, something that will add value. You know, I don't believe in just buying this or that for the sake of it, you know. Because everything now is a precious resource. Yeah. So, you know, I always say to people, if you want to cook Chinese food, don't worry. If you have a 10-pound wok, a 15-pound wok, use it until it's finished, until it's done. You know, until it's uh, going to break. And then before you buy something new, and when you do the next one, make sure it's something really nice and 
good quality, pay a little bit more, and it's going to last. It's more sustainable. Yeah. So this is where I'm we are all going. About sustainability. We Me have too. to, you know, we yes. have to. We have we too have many to. things. Uh, Absolutely. And we don't need all We don't things. need it. Yeah. yeah. So, well done. 100%. So, yeah, please go on with your next project because, Thank I mean, you. I really, really want to see what you will produce. Thank and you. I want to read your next book. Thank uh, you, know, you I'm so such much. A fan. I'm such a fan. Thank you. Seriously. Thank I mean, you. I think I you're you. so inspiring. And uh, now I have the final five questions. Uh -oh. <laughs> what are you going to ask now? Oh so please try to answer as fast as you can. Because okay. of course we want to see your true reaction and your true answers. Okay. Even though I know you're always sincere and you know, <laughs> with an open heart. Hmm. Let's no, see. Okay, let, let's start with this one. Okay. What is the meaning of life? Oh gosh. Question Paulita, <laughs> that is deep. I know. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Okay. I think the meaning of life is uh, to experience yourself fully as a soul uh, and to learn as much as possible. I love it. What have you learned from your past relationship? I mean, oh gosh, <laughs> okay, I don't know. I can't remember my past relationship. It's been too long since I had my last one. I mean, it's been 17 years. Um, uh, Nothing. Well, I mean, what did you what learn from I your learn? actual relationship? So. <laughs> okay, you know, okay. I learned that every relationship uh, is a compromise, and that uh, to be really committed to someone, you want to really make the other person happy, as well as being true to yourself. So this is, you know, the yin and yang, the balance of male and feminine energy, or feminine and feminine and male and male, whatever floats your boat these days. But um, I believe it's got to be that give and take, equal give and take. Um, and I really like it. Yeah. You're so wise. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? These are great questions. <laughs> I love it. Um, what would be my I would be walk girl, obviously. Oh, <laughs> you would go on with your walk around I'll the street. Use my walk and I'll, <laughs> I'll hit people on the bottom if they're not behaving. behaving. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and the smoke, maybe some smoke from the walk will come and suffocate the bad people. Oh, I like the smoke thing. There's more power. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is your spirit animal? Oh, my spirit. Spirit animal. Oh, God, this is difficult. These are really good. <laughs> I you. love them. Um, gosh. Okay. I mean, I know you love Simba. I love Simba. I would be, I would be Simba. Oh, good. Okay. Simba Sim is my totem. <laughs> my, my spirit animal. He is adorable. Where I is know, he? I know. Where is Simba? Simba is my cat, by the way, and his mascot of the Oh show. my God. He is beautiful. I've never seen such a gorgeous cat. I know. I know. I hope he's coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's one thing people would never know about you just by looking at you? Oh, that's. What they don't know about me. There's a lot you don't know about me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, um, what? Mm, that I, I'm very good at netball and basketball. Oh, wow. Chink. I would mm. have never said that. <laughs> yes, I was, I was in the netball team at school. And I was the goalkeeper. 
Now, you know I'm 5'5". Five five. I'm short. Yeah. Right? So when we used to play with all the other girls, they would come and they're like you, Palita, like six Ooh, foot tall. Okay. And I, I would see them and they would look at us. And then when I put my little thing on, it would be like goalkeeper and they would laugh. Oh go, my God. <laughs> that goalkeeper, she's so short. So that's why you tried harder because you mm. had to prove them wrong. No, <laughs> I have amazing knees or some sort so of you can jump very high I, this chinese girl can jump <laughs> <laughs> i can jump so and i and i was always I the it. team's secret weapon i love yes. the secret weapon was, yes <laughs> and it's always the best you know when people don't know you know your power yes. they underestimate they're, you yes. so they're not really you know care they're not worried yes. and there there were you the there super was a chinese jumping jumping, jumping just <laughs> pushing the ball away <laughs> oh, that's amazing i really love this story you should oh. you should keep training you know i should yeah, yeah i should but i want to do jiu-jitsu like you i want to <laughs> I want to be able to fight. Darling, now that you say that now, you know, here at Unleashed, you have to come one day, you know, sure. and try Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yeah. with me. I wait for you on the mat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm slightly terrified, but sure. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> No, me. I do. I do because it's amazing. Oh, yes. I need some more muscles. Uh, no, 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 no. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is more about technique. Oh, is so, it technique? Yeah, okay, yeah. see, it shows how much I know about Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the chess of the body, you okay. know, and also, you know, of the mind, I guess, because you have to use a lot of your mind, you know, in order to understand which is the right move. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. And it actually was made, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, for people who are not so physically, you know, big or strong, okay. in order yes. to give them the, uh, the right moves to uh, submit a bigger mm -hmm. opponent. Yeah, so for I some defense, it. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that. So yeah. that would be the surprising, wouldn't it? If I if I could do bridge, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. have your like... walk, the smoke, <laughs> the jumping, <laughs> the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, the Kung Fu. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I love it. I love it. You. So we have a lot of plans now. Okay? I think, you I think will come we're back. cooking. We're yeah. going to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> There's so much to do. But that's You're going to get your own cooking TV yeah. show. Oh my God, okay. yeah. If you come to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I can come <laughs> okay. to one of your cooking <laughs> I'm so proud to oh. be you know Italian about my Italian heritage and I love you being so proud oh. about your Chinese heritage you know because we can really really influence and inspire ours you know each other I love it yes and it's so beautiful and also because I find in you someone like-minded you know because I I'm, I'm like this you know I wake up one day and I have a new project a yes. new passion you and I just go 100% yes. and you're like me you know you are so passionate about what you do <laughs> so it's really beautiful we have this attitude thank you yes. thank you i think you're amazing oh, you're honestly you're an inspiration a force for life oh. and you are a real champion of women oh. and i salute you and i love your book oh, so you know you, i'm one of your biggest fans Oh, thank and you. So, I mean, me yeah. too. Me too. Like thank me you. too in a very good way. Oh, me too. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Yes, and that's positive. Yeah, in a total Clever. positive way. You know, because women they have to support each other, and this is yes. what we do. You know, I really don't like uh, women or girls when they you know say bad things uh, yes. about one another behind yes. the back. No, yes. just yes. always support each other. You know, yes. if someone succeeds, good for good her. For, yes. You know, I mean, we need more. Yes. You know, women succeeding and you know getting power and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. break free I love uh, what you said about breaking free from the chains of traditions you know yes. of your family yeah was oppressing you I mean yes. I hear you so much 
because yeah. this is what I did as well. Amazing, and so, of our own minds, yeah. you know, our own limitations yeah. too, right? Yeah. We, we always forget. Thank you. We forget. Thank you very Thank much you. for I being love, here. Thank you so much Thank for having so me. Much. So this is this the best is green tea. By oh, the way, good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so said by you. I mean, it's something. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is your book, Green right? Tea, yes. On. Yes. So I hope everyone will run to the library or to Amazon and buy so it. Support your local bookshop. Absolutely. It's true. Thank you. It's true. Thank You're you. right. It's yes. so important. And we love Amazon too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We need reviews on Amazon. Okay, yes, please. We need reviews on <laughs> Amazon. Reviews you know, as Amazon. an author. <laughs> I know. We need a lot. <laughs> so sure. thank you. Thank you. Thank and you uh, I see you soon. See you soon. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being here at Unleash the Game Changers. If you like this content, please subscribe to this channel and uh, follow me and also try to share this content and the video as much as you can. Share it with your friends, uh, with your neighbors, uh, in every platform that you have. And also leave me comments, okay? Because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think about the guests, about me, about who else I could uh, interview. Because it's very important for me to hear your voice because we are here, you know, together, trying to inspire and get inspired. And uh, again, thank you. I'm so grateful that you're here with me. Bye.